Welcome to episode four of the Palos Verdes Esports Podcast. I am your host, Rooster, right here next to this good-looking fellow, Matty J. What's up, Matty J? How you doing, Rooster? I'm doing all right, doing all right. We're doing this podcast a little bit later in the week this week, but no, we had some things come up, you know, some dental work along with some <laughs> wiring around the center. So uh, we're happy to be here. Sorry it's, uh, it's dropping on a Wednesday today. I know uh, some of you guys... Come up to me when you when you when you see me or come up to Maddie J, um, saying how much you love the podcast. So sorry we made you wait a little bit, but it'll be worth it. We had some very interesting uh, games this week. Without spoiling too much in this segment, uh, it was fun to watch. Yeah, it was a great weekend. I would say uh, most of the teams didn't have any problems whatsoever, and uh, not to spoil the rest of the show, but. We had a potential game of the year play oh this weekend gosh. that I cannot wait oh for gosh. everybody to hear about. I dreamt about that play. It was <laughs> it was awesome. And uh, Fortnite started their first official regular season match, the Fortnite teams. And uh, without giving that away, uh, you'll find out in our next segment. It was some of the best finishes we've ever had for Fortnite for Fortnite teams. Can't wait to talk about that. Yep, you're right. There was some phenomenal building and strategies going on for Fortnite this weekend, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to get right into it. I bet you're going to brag about something. I know that. <laughs> and uh, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to, uh, for, the, for, the, for the first time in our podcast history, we're going to do a segment not about esports. We're going we're gonna to talk about this game called football, <laughs> where they throw the old pigskin around. You know, it's... Um, uh, last weekend, not only did we have awesome esports games, but we had some of the best NFL football games you know you've ever seen in your life, right? So we're gonna break the rules a little bit because we can, right, Manager? <laughs> we can, and, and we're gonna have a little segment at the end. Uh, our predictions for the AFC NFC Championship and the Super Bowl. So uh, tune into that. All right. We're going to get going here with our Fortnite recap from our very first games of the official season. And Rooster, what did you see come out of this weekend? Wow, that was a really, really exciting uh, Fortnite match this week. And um, I'll be the one to say it. Uh, both, Both Battle Royales, both victories were from Beach City teams. Give it up, huh? All right. Beat City swept the Fortnite uh, Battle Royales this weekend. First time in in, in, in Palos Verdes Esports history that any of our teams have swept. In fact, um, um, all together, we maybe, before the season, we maybe only had, I think, two Victory Royales. They're by our Hydra back in the day. And we had two in one day. You were, um, Matty J, you were really involved in one of them. So go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead and brag. <laughs> but before I pass it to Matty J, last week we talked about how Matty J is taking over the um, the uh, invitational team where a bunch of new kids come in every week and play a lot of them for the first time. We actually had a six-year-old play um, that we're just learning how to do the keys, but we'll let Matty J take over from there. Yeah, so our uh, very first game, we played six with zero elimination. So it was a little tough, but, you know, we had... We had two uh, 
or one one very new beginner and then two uh, semi-experienced players. And uh, so we got six that first game and I rounded up my boys and I said, look guys, we can do this. We work as a team, listen to coach and play, play it's well, be confident. <laughs> we can do this. So uh, to make a long story short, my uh, Invitational team won the second game with, uh, I would say, five total eliminations. And uh, we were down two players. I only had a solo left with the help of some bush camping and some great building. A lot of bush camping. <laughs> a lot of bush camping. But some great, some great building at the end, a 2v1. It was magical. Our team won. It was all smiles. We were celebrating and showing the other Beach City teams that the Inventational team is not a team to be messed with. Right? It's not a team that we ignore. Let me let me tell you how this happened from my point of view, right? <laughs> so it was it was our our storm and which come to find out was our Inventational team both down to the last two teams. Now I was watching with the storm with coach Amber. I was also I was, I was helping coach the storm. Uh, I had no idea that it was Maddie J's Invitational team that we were fighting against. I thought for sure, you know, sorry, Maddie J, but I thought for sure they were knocked out. <laughs> I thought like their fourth, fifth, right? New kids, they, you know, new new to the team. I, I, I figured they're already knocked out. Um, it was a great battle at the end. I think it came down to, it might have came down to, um, to, oh, I can't remember which storm it came down to. Um, but it came down to one of the storm and then one of the invitational team. And, uh, when we got killed, we got second. I said, Oh, good job guys. Oh, who was that? Was that Lake Norman? Who, who was that? And I look in the room and then Maddie J is jumping up and down. I'm like, no way. The invitational <laughs> team got a victory Royale. So well done. Maddie J. Well done. Yeah. I would just like to say one more thing. You know, invitational team is where legends are born. That's all right. <laughs> that's all there is to be said. We don't joke around. And I would love to have if anyone is not part of league already. Saturdays at three, swing by, and I will coach you up, and hopefully we'll get a victory royale and have some fun along the way. So, so now, Maddie J, I want to let you know that we know now. Okay, the rest of the Beach City teams, they know not to sleep on the Invitational team <laughs> for now. But, um, but actually, going to the first battle royale. It was another great one. Our Yeti pulled out one of the best battle royales that we have ever seen. They got a victory royale and 19 eliminations. Wow. Give it up. Give it up. For the 19 game. eliminations. Let me tell you that. 19 eliminations by one team means that they had more than half of the of the eliminations in the whole match. That is... <laughs> that is beautiful work that's Jeez. just fundamental that's Fortnite fundamentals right there well uh, well one they had they, they had brooks come back right one of their one of their team captains that definitely helped uh but this is a this is a four kid team which means one child always sits out or is always going to sit out one round um the first round i think we had uh uh free 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 fire sit out but not he wasn't just kicking back he was he actually had I don't know if you noticed this, but free um, no was it free fire or free esque? Free esque, free esque, free esque had had a clipboard, just like he was a sideline coach, <laughs> um, writing down things, and, and he was very much involved. So although it's a trio, there were four kids working together, 
And the communication was just on point with everybody. I mean, everybody was beautifully communicating. And then when we talk about communicating in esports, I talk a lot this about, about with, with, with my Dragons Overwatch team, is when you communicate it, it, it needs to be quick and to the point, right? Back up, forward, to, to, to the right, northwest, right? You got to be very quick with the command. You, you can't say, somebody's over on the hill. No, you got to be like, hill, northwest, 85, right? You, you, you got to be very quick. Um, and this Yeti team has got it down. Yeah, I noticed that even though I was in the secondary room with the Invitational team, I could hear all the athletes talking the entire time. And I'm not saying they were yelling, but you could tell that some of them were in very strenuous, uh, very strenuous situations. So you could hear their voices kind of pick up and be more serious. And, and like you said, kind of shortening everything mm -hmm. they said, like, oh, he's right, 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 85 West. So you could really hear really hear how these teams are communicating well and not only that but it's the athletes are just working so well together yes. and i'm talking about every team it's a great environment here everyone's having so much fun dueling it out in the battle yes. royales and to have two of our own teams win it was a huge huge accomplishment and you know the yeti are talented but as, as, as far as their skill play they're not uh you know there's not a huge gap between between them and the storm and between them and and the stealth as far as like actual you know talent right they're all mm -hmm. pretty much the same i think what separates the yeti from our storm and our stealth is their communication i definitely think that's a big big separation um and the storm and the and the stealth they, i mean they're communicating they're staying focused but the level of communication between the yeti right now is um is top out of our beach city teams which is why i think why i think that they're getting those battle royales or getting those second places is that's the deciding factor is that communication now going to our going to our stealth um the first round they got ninth second round they got sixth so our stealth is staying pretty consistent in the middle of the pack they're, they're never the first ones out um they're you know they haven't won a battle royale yet but they're always staying they're staying within striking distance so what the Stealth are doing right now, Matty J, is pretty much the exact same thing that the Stealth did last year when they ended up in the top five, is they stayed, you know, eighth, ninth, eighth, ninth, right there, eighth, ninth, tenth, and the last three weeks they wrecked it and then got in the top five. So I think the Stealth are playing Stealth all season. Um, I definitely um, am, am excited to see um, see Alpha really lead that team, and, and, and Alpha, she has been that team leader. Um, Alpha's really taken over that team leader spot, which is which is which is huge for that team. Um, and I think the more that she grows and matures as a communicator and as a leader, I definitely think you're gonna see the stealth really start to sneak into that top five. Mm -hmm. And then I also would I also want to talk about our storm. The storm looked great mm. as well because they're they're dueling it out the entire time and those those are some excited athletes if they make a play in game you know they're making the play because they're they're almost jumping out of their seats just playing mm -hmm. and um so i know they finished the game with at least i think was it six or seven i think six in the first round and the thing with the storm eddie J is they're always in it at the end mm -hmm. the storm they haven't won any battle royals yet but they're always top three top four stuff like that with a few eliminations is going to keep them within striking distance of the yeti um the official first week standings have not come out yet 
but uh, we can almost guarantee that the Yeti is going to be in first place. But I, I'll put my money on the Storm being in second place, and our Beach City teams being one two right now. Yeah, and the Storm are strictly business. Yeah, but when, when they're done playing, you should see it. It's quite the sight to see. So they're sitting there, they're logging out of their accounts, wiping down the computers, grab the snacks, and they're out of there talking Fortnite the whole way up. <laughs> it is well, definitely it is got, awesome. You got Red Flame and Black Flame, both brothers, um, with great communicators, um, um, really kind of really kind of leading that team. So uh, the Storm is going to be in there. It's just going to take a, a Battle Royale or, or a big elimination game or two, and, and, and they could... Um, they could really put the pressure on the Yeti, and like Matty J, like Matty J said, don't, don't um, count out that Invitational team. <laughs> no, do not. All right, they're going to be there too. Yeah. So it was it was gr- absolutely great weekend. Every team played tremendously. Shout out to all the Beach City sports teams. We love you guys all. You guys are rocking it. And Rooster, I think it's time to head over to some Overwatch, Overwatch. shall we? Watch. to overwatch um overwatch has some pretty cool events going on right now they've got the lunar the lunar event right now with a lot of new skins um uh too so if you if you're at home grind on uh grind on overwatch uh get some new skins and, and in fact dj reaper saw me yesterday and he told me that he's been grinding grinding overwatch at home uh to get those skins so i know dj reaper loves loves getting new skins um all right, let's start off. So we had, uh, let's start off with our gold dragons. Our gold dragons had XP Columbia. No, sorry, the Columbia Claws to um, to go against. Unfortunately, the Columbia Claws, they, they couldn't field the full team. Um, so it just turned into just a, like a practice game. Um, it was a scrimmage anyways, but it was just more of just a practice game um, since they didn't really have enough players. So they actually had their coach play on their team. And then we had Little Lamp going on, go on their team just to play for fun. Um, and, and, and just the gold, the gold team, they got a, they, 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 just, they just got a good workout, especially going against their own player, Little Lamp. So uh, not much to say about the Gold Dragons, but they will be facing the, um, they will be facing XP Brookfield this Saturday at, <coughs> excuse me, uh, one o'clock. Uh, you could follow that game on the Beach City Esports Twitch or Facebook. You'll see Maddie J and I will be casting it. Um, and they'll go against XP Brookfield. Uh, as far as our silver teams, our silver dragons, my team had a had a had a had a tough outing. Um, we were going up against Regina. Um, I gotta give it up for Regina because I felt like Maddie J, our my silver dragons had a pretty good game plan. But I think I think what happened was we had the game plan that worked last week and we ran it again. Um, we were able to see what Regina did against the Magic last week, and then we we practice orbs that right. Um, little did I know that Regina was going to come back with a completely different game plan, a completely different team, and our dragons, uh, even though they worked hard and. They just weren't ready for it, and that's okay. And, and, and this was a great learning experience for my dragons. Um, uh, things aren't going to always go the way that we think, you know? We had a game plan, which really dominated Calgary last week. The same game plan against Regina, 
we got dominated, right? So, yeah, but 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 it, but it's good that it's good that we were able to do that because we learned and it humbled us a little bit, um, you know, because of that big win last week and and, and 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 sometimes a big loss like that is what really changes the tide of a season and 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 that could be end up being a blessing in disguise. Uh, but they came with the Farah. If you guys don't know Farah, Farah is a character that flies with a rocket launcher. They had a Mercy pocketing that's called a pharmacy. So a Mercy pocketing, when you say pocketing, it means the Mercy's staying with the Farah at all time, just boosting healing, boosting healing, boosting healing. Um, they came out with um, with their with their, with the Reaper, with the Diva. We were ready for the Diva, but. Um, to go up against that Pharaoh was really difficult, and our team was just, we just weren't prepared for it. Yeah. You know? But Rooster, you had mentioned that last week your team worked a lot on uh, how, how, to def- how to defeat and kind of make an imposing diva more minuscule yeah. right, when it comes to game scenarios. And while I was streaming watching the game, I thought your team actually did a great yeah, job sure. yeah. of taking out the D.Va. Or when D.Va gets your bomb out there, your entire team was very quick to communicate and figure out where the bomb is, where we should be in position, adjacent to that bomb, and just, just to make sure that no eliminations of were course. coming from that D.Va. And I'm glad you saw that because that was going to be my next remark as far as um, there was a lot of good in the match as well. Um, we practiced against Diva because we, we we thought they were going to bring a Diva, and they did. Yeah, and their Diva was was pretty insignificant. And so we, the Dragons, did did what they practiced. And when we were able to use it, they did it to perfection, right? So great job, Dragons. What I'm saying is we weren't ready for that Farah. And you know what? In a way, I felt like you know maybe I was just outcoached. You know, I mean they 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 came with something different. I didn't prepare the kids for it, and then that was the ending. Of, of that but um you know they all they all worked hard uh tauber blocked a lot of those diva bombs speed limit playing mercy was calling out where diva was going um a lot uh, uh white wolf was doing a lot of great healing um jimbo slice always puts up a good bastion um the other the other team knew where to find him though they knew where to find that bastion and and, and kudos to jimbo slice where he wasn't just sticking to the same spot every time. Shimbo Slice was really moving and, and, and making Bastion more mobile. So great job, Jimbo Slice. Um, and then and then we had two spooky as Arissa doing everything he should. The kids, these kids did everything they were practicing, right? Everything they're doing and doing it to a T. It just we learn now, like, okay, now we need to be a little more versatile in practice and think about what could what could come at us. And now we're going against the Magic next week, a, a home team versus home team. Um, and at least with that, I feel like I have a little bit of heads up because I know Coach Rob. I know all the different things that Coach Rob could do. So now what the kids are going to learn on Thursday and Friday at practice is, is what are the different things that this team could throw at us? Let's try to be prepared for as much of it as we can. So like I said, this was uh, we lost 2 nothing. It was tough. The kids got a little emotional at the end. That happens. Um, we fought through it, but I think in the long run, this is going to make the team stronger um, because we learned so much from this loss. I agree, yeah. Rooster. And, I mean, look at the Buffalo Bills this weekend, you know. They they, they ran their game plan Bills. exactly what they wanted to do, the way they practiced, and they still came up short. Just like how in your games, when, when it came to the payload, you guys were maybe only, let's say, seven, yard, seven in-game yards away from getting that payload to the you know what? That's true. multiple times. We so, almost won that first round. We were very close. 
to win in that first round at the end on uh, King's Row. But uh, at the end of King's Row, there's a big firefight because one thing about King's Row at the end, if you're on defense, you get a much more advantage because your spawn is right there. Mm-hmm. So even though we were eliminating them, they would spawn right back and be ready. And they just put on the pressure and then we just needed to move just, yeah, like seven, eight yards to get that first down. And they stopped us. So I, I want to give all the credit in the world to Regina. Uh, great, great coaching, great team. Um, yeah, and we had more than 13 seconds to do something too. Right? <laughs> well, coach, I applaud you for saying this one's on me. I need to be better. That's a very great, that's a football guy thing to say right there. And uh, Well, you know, I'm a Dolphins fan, so I'm used to um, having to uh, hope my team gets better. I've done it for the last 37 years. <laughs> <laughs> and now let's go ahead and move on to our Silver Dragons. Well, magic. I, silver so magic. Silver Magic, excuse me. Oof. And I would like to say this was personally my favorite matchup of the weekend. It was amazing. It was an amazing matchup. Um, this team worked together and everything. Um, like Maddie J said, we saw one of the be- probably probably one of the best ultimates I've ever seen from Junkrat um, in one of our leagues. But you got really excited about it, Maddie J. So I'm gonna let you talk about the play of the year. So the Magic were were doing a great job at pushing the objective uh, at objective A, the very first one. When you have that gate threshold choke point right there, we. Pretty sure the Magic took over that objective with maybe 30 pretty, seconds pretty left. Pretty, yeah. So so they had that down, and then they're pushing over to the B objective, and they're trying to get into the to the right side, smaller lanes where you go up the stairs and come down the stairs, where you can eventually uh, wrap back around the objective. So if you're parallel to the front door, that's where they ended up being. And they, I'm pretty sure it was an overtime at this point. And the entire Magic te- Silver Magic team is together. And was it DJ Reaper who was playing as? Oh, that was Grebbins. Oh, Grebbins. And this was at the point Excuse where me. where the Calgary team was just putting up a brick wall defense. Yeah, it was. The team got so close, they couldn't push. They kept getting eliminated. It was like a few seconds left. And, and it's just that Calgary team just kept putting up a big, a big brick wall. Could, and we, that we couldn't get through. Yeah, and the Silver Magic, with help of Coach Rob, just did not give up. So Grevins goes ahead and uses his Junk Rat Ultimate, which is that, uh, which is that spinning t- tire. Yeah, that spinning explodes. tire that explodes. And just using using an Ultimate, an Ultimate can still be stopped, right? Yeah. But Grevins had the great strategy of wrapping around the right side. So instead of going directly at the opposing team where they could have easily saw it, shot it, and destroyed it. He wrapped around the right side, met into the middle of all other players in the game, and blew it up. And next thing you know, he has eliminated every single player all from the opposing players. And that gave them the victory, and it was a tremendous play. Make sure to check out our stream where we had Grebbins and a live post-game interview it was great. Twitch.tv slash Beach City Streams, Beach City Esports, and uh, it was it was tremendous. It was beautiful. It was see what Grevin, what 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 a normal player would have done that that maybe is new to the game or or not as as in tune with the character like Grevin's is. A normal player probably would have just got that um got that wheel and probably just would have shot it forward, 
And then what would have happened was it would have taken one shot from the other team and it would have blown it up and nothing would have happened. But Grevens understood the map, understood the junk rat tire, knew that this seems like a closer spot to just throw it out in front of me, but it may get, you know, shot at for, for him to wrap it around a perfect timing. And, 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 you know, one thing we talked about, um, which, which, which has always been a room for improvement with Grevens was using his ultimates at the right time. Right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he would hold on to it a little bit too long. Sometimes he would um, shoot a little bit too early. Uh, the, the, the first map we talked about, maybe he held it a little bit too long, was still effective with it, but held it a little bit too long. But I'm telling you this, this, this second point, absolutely perfect timing. Uh, you couldn't have done it any better than that. Um, I would have loved a, uh, for one of the professional players that play junk rat to see what Grevens did. And, and, and I'm sure they'll be impressed too. So great job, Grevens. Um, and, and to the whole team. Yeah, it was, it was, it was just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful teamwork going on. And I noticed that, um, their Reinhardt makes a lot of great plays and putting that shield up and not DJ only their, Bonjawa. and then they also had a, thinking about it was the excuse me i cannot think of it now but the reinhardt made great plays and then their healer also did a tremendous job making sure everyone was good and um it was it was just great great weekend for the silver magic yeah so great yeah great job silver magic uh um black cheetah uh did great dj bonjoa as uh reinhardt uh, uh, DJ DJ Reaper, Zebens. Um, actually, Zebens might have been Reinhardt. Actually, I'll double check with I'll double check with uh, Coach Rob um, Soba. I mean that team, a team rock and rolled man. It was a it was a great team to see, and I was really, um, you know, to you know really see them do that. It it really felt good for our team too because even though we're competing against them in this exhibition tournament. We want to see them win. We don't ever want the Magic to lose. Exactly. Know? And um, the Magic are not a team to be messed with this year. They are firing on all cylinders. Great coaching on that team. Shout out Coach Rob. Because they they are all they show up ready to play no matter what. And they are currently in first place in the tournament. So we got we got the Magic, uh, two wins, no losses. Um, as far as rounds, they're four and one. So they won four rounds, lost one round. Um, the the round um, record becomes significant if there's a tiebreaker. So let's say um, let's say both teams are three and one. The round record is going to be the tiebreaker, right? Um, so we got uh, we got the Magic in first place. We have Regina in second place. They are one and one with a I'm thinking of this off the top of my head with a round record of. Of, uh, of of three and one, right? No, three and three and two, and then we have our dragons one and one with the round record of two and two, and then we have Calgary zero uh, and zero and two with a round record of zero and four. So, so that's 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 how it is so far. We got two more weeks left of this Tri City tournament, and then the real deal starts. The North. American Esports League. We are super excited about. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely tremendous being with this new league. And I uh, can't wait to take a look at our polls 
that we left for last week. Oh, who has the better hair? I got a haircut. <laughs> I did. I, well. I think we both got haircut. <laughs> yeah. We're both taking this pretty seriously. <laughs> so if you haven't, go back to last episode. If you click on last episode on Spotify, there's a poll: who has better hair? And, and then, also, what games you want us to introduce? Yes. So we will make sure to periodically look at that and uh, let you guys know what the results are. Sounds good. So we'll have one more segment to go. Uh, I think we've uh, tapped into every team. Um, oh, we, I almost forgot to mention, game of the week this week, my Silver Dragons versus Coach Rob's Silver Magic. Home team v. home team, 11 o'clock. The losing coach gets a pie to the face. Oh, wow. Will that be here? To the face. Here It'll be right outside. Yep. Oh, wow. Pie to the face. <laughs> so I didn't find out what uh, Coach Rob was allergic to, you know, because when I pie him in the face, I don't want him to, like, break out into, into hives or anything. So I got to find out what Coach Rob Wait, is allergic to. You could always to. do one of those classic whip, just whipped cream pies. No, we're going like pavilions. Oh, rain, okay. And we're, we're, we're going to go serious. <laughs> Coach Rob's actually a little worried that his team's going to throw the game just to, just to see him get pied in the face. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Let's move on to our very first time and last segment of the day. Oh, you ready for some football? I miss Hank Williams Jr., man. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Let's talk. Let's take a break from esports. Let's talk about football. Man, it was one of the best weekends of playoff football that I've ever seen. And I don't know about you, Matty J, but I've been watching playoff football for about 37 years. All right. Oh, that, was one of the, that was one of the best <laughs> weekends of playoff football that I've ever seen. So what Maddie J and I are going to do, we are we are avid uh, football fans. Although um, I don't need to look up stats on my phone. To talk, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> no, just kidding. Okay. He's not looking up stats. He's uh, watching. He's, he's watching well, I'm, TikToks. I'm, I'm just making sure I got my scores in check. He's watching TikToks. All right, there we go. Um, uh, so we're gonna so we're gonna talk about. Uh, let's talk about this weekend's game. Um, our 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 predictions. And then we'll talk about uh, the Super Bowl predictions. So, uh, uh, Maddie J, I'll let you go first. We got the AFC Championship. We got the Cincinnati Bengals versus the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. So, as much as I love Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, and trust me, I love Joe Burrow, Ohio, awesome. Ohio man. You kind of look like him. Grit. <laughs> Thank you. You kind of look like But, um... We, obviously, we saw what the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes did last weekend. Pat, everyone, there's there's that great joke of, oh, like, you can't leave too much time for Patrick Mahomes. And, oh, Mahomes doesn't need more than 15 seconds. Well, he actually proved every everyone wrong. He only needs 13 seconds, mm-hmm. which is insane. And I think that, that Kansas City offense <coughs> is firing. They have a great offensive coordinator. And uh, Andy Reid is great as well. But uh, I'm going to have to go Chiefs here unless if but Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are having a fantastic year. And uh, so I don't know. It's really just depends on what that Bengal defense can do to stop Kansas City. 
but I I uh, honestly believe that Kansas City is not going to be stopped. If you are a betting man, take the over. Life is too short to take the under. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, it, it's, it's it's hard to go against Patrick Mahomes uh, and uh, and in the uh, Kansas City team. Um, I mean, what do you what do you say about Kansas City? I mean, they 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 score at will. Um, but you know, don't sleep on the Bengals though. They got a top five rush defense, um, and, and, and if and if they could rattle Patrick Mahomes a little bit, I, I don't think the Chiefs are going to really stop the Burrow Chase connection, and I don't think they're going to really stop Joe Mixon. I think if those three are on their game, I honestly think that we can see an upset. Um. I am a betting man sometimes. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I can't believe I'm gonna do this, but I, something's telling me that the Bengals are gonna pull this game off and end up in the Super Bowl. I'm gonna go Bengals 37, uh, Chiefs 27. I like that taking the over. I'll tell. Always, always take the over. <laughs> if you got, if you, if you got two powerhouses going out, you're gonna take the over. I, you know, you guys are probably looking. I know Coach Rob is like, come on, man. But, I, I mean, these I, – I mean, don't get – so here's what happens. It's like the Mahomes effect. It's like you look at Mahomes and the Chiefs and you think unstoppable. You know, you you look at – you know, last year you looked at LeBron and, and, the, and the Lakers and AD and the Lakers and thought unstoppable. Well, look at this year. You know? Um, don't get – yeah, don't get like in that trance of Mahomes can't lose because he can and he has before. I think that the Bengals are just playing like um, a bunch of young dudes out on the park, just going to sling the ball. I, I'm, I'm going Bengals. I'm sorry. I, I mean, it's tough to go against the Chiefs. I mean, I could be wrong. But but I think the I, I think the Bengals are going to do just enough to uh, to to uh, eke out a win. I might be the only one in the whole country going for the Bengals. But um, I don't mind being on my own. But hey, let's let's make this very clear. I want the Bengals to win. Mm-hmm. My heart's telling me that. But then the next gen stats and statistics are telling me the Chiefs are going to win this game. But really, if you really think, if you really look at the stats, though, you really look at the statistics, they're not that far off. All right. Their offenses, I mean, Bengals have a better run game, right? You could obviously say the Kansas City Chiefs has a better passing game, but not by a lot, right? Um, I think the Bengals got a better defense. I'm going to. I just think the Bengals are having too much fun. They're playing with too much confidence. Um, it's going to be hard to go into Arrowhead and and um, and win. But if I'm not mistaken, I think a lot of the games have been away teams winning. Correct? Uh, that is correct. Um, so it could happen. I'm 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 throwing a hail mary here. I'm I'm shooting it from half court. I'm picking the Bengals. All right. Can't wait to see what happens. I really yeah, can't. the game I'm going to be excited to watch. And, now, and you know, if the Bengals win, I'm going to be bragging next week on, the, on, the, on this air. I, I will be uh, so happy for Joe Burrow. 
because this is this is a Joe Burrow story. Comeback should be comeback player of the year. I mean, if you just look at Joe Burrow, like yeah, you know, in the locker room and, and on camera, he's just so confident right now. So confident. The whole team is confident. You know, they talked to Joe Burrow about how he felt, you know, you know, before McPherson, you know, made that made that kick. And and he said that yeah, he saw McPherson um warming up on the sideline. Um, that McPherson kicked his last warm-up kick before he went out on the field to kick that field goal. McPherson looked at Burrow and said, we're going to the AFC Championship and walked out into the... Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this team is just like the cool kids. Man, I, I just I just can't... I just can't bet against that right now. Um, and we've seen Mahomes, especially if some way you could put pressure on Mahomes and then get Mahomes out of his comfort zone... You know, we saw that in the playoffs before when Mahomes would go down. You get him to run a little bit. You throw him out of his comfort zone. You you um, you limit Kelsey to what he can do. And I don't, but I don't think the Chiefs could limit Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon, especially with uh, Tyron Tyron Matthew being being out because he was he got yeah. taken out last game for concussion protocol. And I'm assuming he's not going to be back for mm-hmm. this this game, but who knows? It's football, but um, but we'll see. My goal, I, I just, I just don't think you can stop Burrow and Chase right now. You just, yeah, not not a team like Kansas. And talk about people were making fun of the Bengals for Jack for drafting a kicker, but I think pretty brilliant. If you could have 100 percent confidence in your kicker and his confidence in himself, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's nothing better. And then I have one more question before we move on to our next game. So going back to the Bills-Chiefs game, do you really think Andy Reid looked at Patrick Mahomes in that final 13 seconds and said, when it's grim, be the grim reaper? I don't know. Sounds too good to be true to me. Uh, you know, I mean, with those two, I'd love to be a, I'd love to be in a, fly, a fly on the wall with those two. Um, but that was just, you know. And then so that happened right after that Rams game. Right after Matthew Stafford did that with what 47 seconds left, we were at I was at Islands with the wife and kids, and we were watching the game. And then um, Tampa Bay scores, and then for some reason, in the middle of like South Torrance at an Islands, there's like a whole bunch of Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. Like, where did that come from, right? Um, all cheering, and then we all know I'm a diehard Dolphins fan, but I got to give love to my you know my my home team, right? And then so like what 40 something seconds left, and and Stafford and Cup do what they did. I thought that was amazing. But then the next game, they do the same thing in 13 seconds. So somebody can do it in five seconds this week. Who knows? But um, I don't know. I just don't see the Bengals being stopped. And and we've seen Mahomes. We've seen earlier this year Mahomes get you know kind of rattled. Mm-hmm. So I'm betting on Mahomes getting rattled a little bit. Maybe 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 his brother is gonna is going to do a weird TikTok or something, throw him off his game or throw a bag of Doritos at somebody or something like that. Or his wife spray champagne on a bunch of fans. Oh, who but, knows? But whose business is that? Who knows? <laughs> All right, next game. Speaking of the Rams, we got the Rams in L.A. There's a chance that the Rams could go to a Super Bowl in L.A. It's going to be awesome. That's pretty exciting. I, a little birdie told me that Coach Rob is going to be at the game. Too. And in fact, um, oh, Coach Rob and I were texting when when the game ended, and then he goes, "Oh, bought my tickets." <laughs> <laughs> Good for so, him. 
So enjoy, enjoy the game, Coach Rob. But um, but um, so what do we? What do you think? So do 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 the Rams have a chance? Yes, they have a chance. But the Rams right now is you live or die with Matt Stafford. You you better wake up hoping Matt Stafford slept well that past night and is ready to go. Yep, because teeth. because that is that is the my biggest area of concern is is Matt Stafford going to show up and perform or is he going to show up and lay an egg again? We've seen it multiple times, but uh, I've, I I'm a 49er fan, so I am a bit oh. biased. Oh, so. you got a homer. <laughs> but um, but, but the then, Rams the Rams can't beat the 49ers. It's their Achilles heel. They, they the Rams cannot beat the 49ers. Yeah, it's just. Something about Sean McVay going up against Kyle Shanahan. And they're also buddies, you know? And so Sean McVay's got to find a way to get past I mean, you got the McVay offense versus the Shanahan defense. Um, uh, I see I see the Rams pulling pulling, pulling this one off. I think uh, it's, it's time for them to be vindicated. Um, again, if you look on paper, I, I mean, as, as long as Ramsey doesn't give up weird touchdowns to people who aren't even fast um and then uh acres fumbling twice i think those are the only two fumbles in his whole career was in that game and then and tell me about that snap that went 50 yards down the field now what i want to know is do the centers always throw the ball that hard because that thing went flying like are you telling me that in every single snap if the quarterback wasn't there to catch it it'd roll back that far you know, have you ever taken like a shotgun snap from an actual center? No, that thing comes at you hard, man. Yeah, yeah, it, do- it doesn't look like it, but it does. I mean, I remember taking snaps from you know the JV center, and that ball coming at me pretty hard. So I could imagine, but but the Rams have what's his name Wentworth coming back hopefully this week. That's going to help that offensive line. Um, Wentworth is like forty-two years old, mm-hmm. but still still a good offensive lineman. Um, and Cooper Cup. Oh, Cooper Cup is amazing. I think Cooper Cups really has to get going in this next game. Yes, I know Odell's great. Odell's this and that and that. But in my mind, Odell's just a regular slot receiver. And uh, Cooper Cup is the one who's been pulling all the strings for the Rams this season. So I think you got to get your star receiver, Cooper Cup. Well, and uh, you know, and, and I think you, see, you talk about Odell. I think Odell's going to be the X factor here. Because if all that all the attention is put on Cooper Cup, then Odell or um, or the tight end Higby are, are going to be the two that Stafford's going to look at. Mm-hmm. You know, if although I think Cooper Cup is absolutely unguardable, um, if they do guard him. Uh, by the way, that that one catch he made in the fourth quarter to get him a field goal range. What was it? What was the safety doing? Why why don't you put a? I, I mean, how is he? How do you? How are you, one on one guarding Cooper Cup and a play like that? I want to see that play again. Again, I was at an Island, so it's hard to see. Mm-hmm. Was that the safety help that was chasing after him? Well, I, I I need to see that again. I did. I wasn't able to get a very great look because I was too busy celebrating for the Rams. Celebrating <laughs> for the Rams. Well, you're like, yay, because the 49ers can beat them. Yeah, but see, it's it's pulling at my heart because I want to really root for my home team. But then I have my Niners, so a great part of me is just hoping for a for a great game to watch. 
But uh, I, I don't know. I can really go both ways here. I definitely think um, it's playoffs. I think you put all that you put the past behind you in a in a um, yeah in a conference championship game. So I think the past where the Niners have had the Rams number, I think that goes out the door. Um, I think Stafford has more than shown that that he is a quarterback that could play in the playoffs. He never really got that opportunity with Detroit, but he's showing everybody that he could play. There's no reason, you know, aside from. You know, the recent history with the 49ers, there's nothing that tells me that the Rams can't win this game. Yeah, and then if you recall back to the last week's game, 49ers, Packers, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle were limping off the field at the end. But but they've gotten a whole week, so they should be good to go. Well, I'm not surprised Debo is, is limping. You got that guy playing every position. Yeah. like he was, it's like It's almost like he's playing running back more than wide receiver. And for, for a wide receiver... To go as running back and take multiple snaps at running back, you're getting hit harder. Mm-hmm. Unless you get past, you know, unless you get 10 yards down the field, if you're going up against that defensive line, you're getting hit by dudes that are 100 pounds heavier than normally what you're, what, you're, what you're used to. There's a reason why you haven't seen that a lot in the past of these wide receivers converting to, to, to running backs. I mean, you got Cordell Patterson could do it. But that dude is built like a brick, mm-hmm. you know, like a brick wall. Like, okay. Debo Samuel, not built like Cordero Patterson. So how many times can he, can he take those hits behind, you know, take those hits as a running back, you know? I mean, yeah. But I'm, I'm very excited to see how the uh, Rams defense matches up with the 49ers. Because, you know, the 49ers are mostly going to stay in just about the same formations every game, but they're going to switch up who gets the, uh, whether it's Debo, Ayuk, or their running back, who actually gets the ball and who they're going to pass to, because they really don't change much besides who's lining up on the line of scrimmage for the most part, which can really confuse that uh, Rams defensive line and the linebackers. But I think, I don't know, I think Kyle Shanahan, he has proven, and him and McVay are friends, and it's just kind of like, hey, we're buddies off the field, but when we're on the field, I beat you every time. And I know McVay. I know McVeigh's really trying to break that curse, but I think, I think I gotta go with the coach here. I think, I think I do. He's got better schemes, in my opinion. So I'm gonna take the Niners and um, Homer. <laughs> uh, so I think it's really gonna come down to um, the pace of the game. Are they gonna? Uh, if the Rams can dictate the pace, of big passes, big big offense, Garoppolo's not gonna be able to keep up with Stafford. I'm sorry. Garoppolo is not on Stafford's level. He kept up with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, well, in 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 a in a snowy ice game where where the it's not that he kept up with Aaron Rodgers. It goes in next. What I was going to say, the Niners dictated the face of that game. That's true. The Niners dictated that. But the Niners, if it's a if it's a high scoring game, the Rams win. If it's a low scoring game, the Niners win. Um, it's it's who's going to dictate the pace of the game. If you see if you see three and outs from Stafford, if you see a fumble from Acres again, if you see you know Stafford throwing interceptions, which he can, you see like a it, it's 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 thirteen ten going into to halftime. That's what the Niners want. But if Stafford's on and, and, and they're and and he's and he's throwing bombs, he's getting the ball to Cooper, he's getting the ball to Odell. Um, there ain't no way. I'm sorry. There ain't no way Garoppolo. <laughs> And that 49er offense could keep up with that pace of game. I think that's really what it's going to come down to. 
Yeah, well, Rooster, I say we got a great slate of games. Super Bowl. Up. Super Bowl. Oh, Super So, So then I'm picking the Rams and Bengals. I'm going Chiefs Niners. All right. <laughs> should Something be. totally different. All right. <laughs> it should be very, very interesting. We'll see. Uh, we'll see which uh, which host uh, is correct <laughs> next week. But um, I think that's about it. Um, thank you all for listening to this podcast. Um, your kids are amazing. If you're listening as a parent, your kids are amazing. We love what we do every day. If you're listening just as a fan, thank you for finding us. We are the Palos Verdes Esports Podcast. I mean, Rooster and Maddie J. We always talk about the Beach City Esports and the North American Esports League starting here soon. But um, other than that, you guys have a great rest of the week. Have a good weekend. And um, I need to go find a pie to uh, <laughs> use for my game on Saturday. Thank you, everybody.